0: Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are having a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Who, oh, Mike Jones, joins us at 7.30? Really looking forward to talking to my good friend, Mike Jones, yet again, on this great Thursday. Brian Kelly, see, we hadn't been here in a while. God, does it feel good to be back. Finally, Blake has come back to your living rooms. (laughs) Been away for a day. God, so much happens in a day when you don't do a live stream podcast, right? Brian Kelly talks with the media. They're boo-hooing. Oh, my God. When's Brian Kelly going to talk to the media? And yet they don't ask him (laughs) questions. They ask him some decent questions. I'm not going to say that they don't. Um, but you had all this time. That's what you came up with? Mm. They hate when your boy's around, too, by the way. They hate when your boy's around. Rafino's ranch. we'll get into that. Maybe not as loud and uh, cryptic. Or not cryptic. Loud and um, just maybe not as loud tonight. But who never? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh we'll give you some information what I am hearing around LSU football, some things that we can confirm. Something that we've been talking about the off on the offensive line for so long. Uh we will share tonight. Uh Brody Miller also reported what we had been talking about over the last two months. Uh shout out to Brody Miller. So we'll we will talk about that uh along the offensive line and the defensive line, the analytics and how analytical Brian Kelly is looking into recruiting. Uh, So a lot of recruiting talk tonight. Um, Maybe not a lot. But we'll get into recruiting, which I think is extremely, extremely interesting. Um, On how just how analytical he's been. And when everybody's bitching and moaning and complaining. About Brian Kelly and him not working and get out from behind your desk. I'll tell you what's really been going on. So we'll touch on that. Um, so a lot to get into in LSU baseball and basketball falls yesterday. I'm a, you know, I get I'm again getting labeled about saying things about Will Wade that I haven't said. But regardless, the people that say this about your boy won't even talk to him. We got to talk about uh, Will Wade though. We got to talk about Will Wade in LSU baseball. Does fall to. Louisiana Tech. But let's get to a couple of comments before we get started. Day Lee on YouTube says, Them lemon pepper steppers, y'all. Uh, D Will 0917 on YouTube says, Blake is about to do a rant on GOAT. You already know. And yes, the Lady uh, lady Tigers basketball team is tipping off. So keep, us, keep it in the chat. Fire inside the scores inside the chat. The entire show, fire them in as they take on Alabama. Uh, Freakzilla Worldwide (laughs) on YouTube says, Brian Kelly is changing LSU for the better. I completely agree with that. and something that we've been talking about for sure. Uh, Craig Schilling says, ah, we are live. That we are. Mark says, so what's the news, Blake? Mark, you commented this at 7 o'clock. We weren't in here 22 seconds. (laughs) but we'll get to that news we'll do that right off the top we'll do that right off the top things that we're hearing around LSU and some really really good things so let's do that let's get into the show are you ready to get into the show because I know I am I know for 100% um 1000% that I'm ready to get into it so let's do this uh let's pay some bills Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to some Facebook groups. Guys, there's so many of you that's watching us live currently, and you do every night so much, and we greatly appreciate that. We're going to clip the show of Mike Jones Jr. at the end of the show. We're going to upload it to YouTube, Facebook, stuff like that. Do us a favor when you see it. Hit the retweet, share button for uh, for Mike as well. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. Um, if you're listening to us on the audio podcast platform, you're listening to us on uh, Facebook, Facebook, Subscribe, share, share to some Facebook groups. If you're listening to us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell as well. We greatly, greatly appreciate that. All right, let's pay some bills around this thing, and then we'll get started. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno & Sons and betonline.ag. Guys, with over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell me, your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino, over at AYS. Sent you on by. And our good friend's over at betonline.ag. Guys, if you haven't signed up today, you need to do it. NBA. NFL per, NFL for next season. College football for next season. So many things that you can bet on. MMA fights, UFC, whatever it may be. The best place to do it is BetOnline. If you haven't signed up, do it today. Use your mobile device. Do it at the end of the show. Use the Believe promo code, the Believe podcast tab. B-L-E-A-V. You'll get 50% off your first welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag. Betterline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. <laughs> uh, Rob sends us four ninety nine via Super Chat. Thank you, Ron. He says, it was great to hear uh, good coaches speak real football analytically with a vision and a plan and not smoke for change. And I think that that is something um, to Rob's point there that I do like a lot too. Hey, Coach, how are you on the offense and defensive side of the ball? Guys, we're not that good right now. We're not ready to go. Brian Kelly is, not, and, and something that we had talked about for a long time. So we can get into some of this information stuff. Something that we had talked about since Brian Kelly been hired. When I go to the, when we went to the press conference, and I came back, and we're hanging out, and Brian Kelly's talking to us, and he he's saying his vision for LSU. He's not going to sugarcoat anything, y'all. He's not going to sugarcoat anything, he's going to tell you like it is. He's not going to come up to the podium and go, yeah, that kid's good. He's doing a really good stuff. Best practice yet. He's not going to do it. But that's not really what I wanted to talk about. See, I'm conflicted. Do I go Rufino's rants there? That's a good transition. Or do I go information? We'll go information. Um, but something that's interesting over the last two days, picking up on information, being around LSU – Here's just some some quick notes and things and talking to people, talking to coaches, whatever, that I picked up on. I had mentioned right before we got into this that LSU is getting very analytical when it comes to recruiting. And we know that analytics has been a big part of football. Do you go for it on fourth down? Is it fourth and three and you go for it? Do you throw the football here? Do you run the ball? Whatever it might be, analytics, especially in all other sports, but it's trickled its way into football. Something Brian Kelly that I, that I think is interesting and something that, you know, the guys that we have that are with us and something that we're going to continue to fact check. But over 110 kids from the state of Louisiana, listen to how analytical LSU is getting on the recruiting trail. Over 110 kids over the last 10 seasons have played in the NFL from this great state, but they hadn't played at LSU. So, there's, an, there's a charge, there's a want to say, well, hey, if this kid might be a three-star on two, four, seven rivals or whatever, but he's going and playing in the league, why isn't he, and, and having good success, why isn't he on our roster? See, when we hear, when you hear things like that, and Brian Kelly talking about that today, guys, I'm going to be analytical. If it's fourth and three from my own 40, and it tells me to go for it, and we're having good success on offense, we're going to go for it. It's interesting to hear him talk about how they're going to be analytical, not only on the field, but off the field. Could you imagine – And over the 100, let's just say 111 players or 110 players over the last 10 years, guys, it's 10 recruits, a recruiting cycle, 10 players in this state in a recruiting cycle. Now, look, you're not going to get all of them. Some of them will leave. Some of them you will miss on. Some of them may not ever want to be here. But even if you got 80 percent of the 10 over those 10 years in that 10 year span, that's eight more players from this state that's playing in the NFL that could be on your roster eight what's also interesting is this i wonder if brian kelly saw those analytics and knew that th- these kids could play at lsu and these kids could play in the nfl and that's why you saw uh, such a concerted effort for bringing in guys like greg fouché or joe fouché greg brooks kyron lacy Jarek uh, jared bernard converse interesting right So, when Brian Kelly legitimately talks about locking down the state, it's not just BS. It's not just hot air. It's not just, we're going to put a fence up around the state of Louisiana. No, they're looking into it and why other kids that are going elsewhere are going into the league. Very, very key. Some other things, and we'll get on the field here, but some very interesting things. Um, that I picked up on was this. We can go on the offensive side of the ball first, and we can get into more recruiting. we got such a long time to talk about football. Everybody do us a favor. Hit the like and share. I see so many of you on Facebook right now. Hit that like button. Hit the share. Let's go offense and defense first. I'll go defense. Look, we've talked about this, and I think that Brian Kelly, and over the last two days, Brian Kelly did kind of take a shot at Ed Orgeron. If you missed it in the... In the first press conference, Brian Kelly did take a shot at O. Now, I don't know if that is intentional. I don't know if somebody told him something. But I just envision Brian Kelly watching LSU film over 2020 and 2021, maybe even popping in film in 2019. But who knows if he's gone that that far back yet. And when a coach that's had that much success – on offense and defense. And he sees all the great talent that LSU had on this team this year. And LSU's only rolling up into one defense. We're going to play cover we're going to play man-to-man football and we're not going to run that sissy zone and we're going to rush the passer with four guys. Brian Kelly sits there and laughs because that's not how football's played anymore. You don't see Saban doing it. You don't see Dabo doing it. You don't see Venable's doing it. You don't see Kirby doing it, guys. The pick six that Georgia had in the national title game was a zone coverage, a zone blitz, I might add. So you don't have to be in man-to-man coverage with guys like Derek Stingley on the outside. You can actually scheme things up to make the athletes that you have on this team to be really that are really really talented and really really good to get after a pa- to get after a quarterback. Like what Durante Jones did against Alabama and you have six rushing yards. But Brian Kelly taking a shot saying Orzron indirectly never changed defenses for the first six games of the season. Come on. But let me tell you some things I'm hearing. And this could go for either side, but let's stay on defense. I think Brian Kelly's a little bit amazed, to an extent, of how much talent that LSU does have on defense. Now, I will tell you, there is, there is a concern at corner. Um, that concern, being at corner and getting the vibe around the building and talking to guys, they brought in a lot of talent. Did Can they find a way to maybe add some more depth at that position? Do you move Jay Ward from safety down to corner? But even though, and that's going to play itself out in spring and in fall, I'm not necessarily worried about that position at the current moment. Maybe not as much as they are because – you got a guy like Jared Bernard Converse that started 46 games. I think you can find a very good number two. I think they look at that front seven and say that it could be lethal. One of those guys is going to be in here in just a minute. Mason Smith, Jaquelin Roy. By the way, Jaquelin Roy was Pro Football Focus's number one interior defensive lineman all of all of last season. Guys, Jordan Davis from the University of Georgia was getting Heisman talk last year. But Jaqueline Roy was grading out better than he was. They want to see more from this defensive line, but they know without a shadow of a doubt. Now, you're going to ask, well, Blake, what are they going to run defensively? Matt House came out and said he doesn't know. <clears throat> Wrong. Go watch what Kansas City did. Go watch what Kansas City's done over the last two years over Steve Spagnolo And I think that you're going to get a pretty damn good idea. Now, will they innovate some other things because of pieces that they have? Absolutely. Absolutely. But (laughs) you know what kind of defense he's going to run if you just open your ears. Maybe you don't talk as much and you listen. But for whatever it's worth, the best position group defensively on Kansas City's team over the last two years, even when – Kansas City won a Super Bowl defensively was linebacker, which Matt House called. Now, Matt House talking a lot about wanting to get back and schematics and talking schematics and coaching schematics and coaching linebackers. It's really good to hear. Offensively, though, I think that there's a bigger concern. And the vibe that I continue to get is that there's a very immediate concern, a very big concern around one position that's tight end. Now, you have some positions open in recruiting, and it's going to be interesting to find out what specifically they do. I know that they have some, probably some kids in mind. I know that they have some kids that they think that if they hit the portal or maybe even some kids in the portal right now, and maybe kids that are teetering on the portal, and once they enter, LSU is going to go after very strong. Brian Kelly wants to address that issue. You know who wants to address that issue even more is your offensive coordinator Mike Denbrock because that's a position group he calls. That's a – not calls, coaches. Position coach that he's coached for a long time. I'm really interested to see what they do there because they see the glaring hole. They see a, a, a position group that might have some talent but doesn't have a lot of good and quality depth. Doesn't mean Cole Taylor can't play. Doesn't mean Jack Mashburn can't play. Doesn't mean Mason Taylor, whose dad is Jason Taylor, Hall of Famer, can't come in here and play but they know that their biggest weakness offensively is right here. One thing that we talked about over the last two months, though, and Brody Miller reported it, but it's something that we have been talking about literally on this show for the last at least, at very minimum, month and a half. A lot of people have come in here because we talk offensive line a lot on this show. And I've said that I believe, and I have a very good feeling from things that I'm hearing, that LSU believes that they have a center on their team right now currently. Interesting enough, and in talking to people today, again, go look what Brody Miller talked about as well, and I think Brody even wrote an article on it, is a guy by the name of Garrett Dellinger moving over to center. So you could have a situation where, and Marlon Martinez is going to be battling for that, that position, and Brad Davis is going to do some very interesting things in making sure that, guys, if you're playing left guard, you can play right guard. If you're playing left guard, maybe you can move over to right tackle if it calls for it. But there's going to be some cross positions here. The biggest concern right now for LSU on the offensive line is center. I think Garrett Dellinger could be a really good center. He's not a prototypical right or left tackle. Quite honestly, I don't think that he has the size right now to be a guard, especially not a right guard. If he can make the calls, if he can make the decisions, I think that you got something cooking here, along with Marlon Martinez. Brad Davis had a lot of confidence that in the one play – that Liam Shanahan went down last season and ran uh, Marlon Martinez. Guys, I think that this offensive line is a lot better than it was last year just because of the talent that you're coming up with. You have a situation where you can have an All-American left tackle in Miles Frazier, maybe and a guy that play, played really well last season, Anthony Bradford at left guard. Garrett Dellinger did show some promise when he played in the interior. Can he make the calls at center? Traymond uh, Shorts. Another uh, a transfer guy that a lot of people offered him over twenty offers when he from Power Five schools when he went to the transfer portal, starting at right guard, and maybe you have Cam Wire at right tackle, maybe you flip flop those tackles there. We'll see. They're going to be a lot of better at that position. I don't know what I ha, <laughs> I think. Because they'll be better at that position, I think that they'll be able to run the football a lot more effectively. Now, from the Florida game on, and even Kentucky, LSU legitimately – look, Even you can go back and look at that Kentucky game. LSU found a way to run the football with that offensive line. I think that schematics, Joe, uh, Jake Peets especially, hurt the offensive line. Because let me tell you this, if you've never played offensive line before in your life like I have, When you start moving 300-pound men and you have a guy like Ty Davis Price rushing for over 1,000 yards in the amount of games that he did it in means that your offensive line has talent. You can't convince me that a team in the SEC that's rushing for over 150 yards per game since Kentucky that you don't have talent there. They have talent and they can move people around. The question is, is can you do things to help this offensive line schematically? You get better from not only a depth perspective, but you get better from a, a just quite honestly, an athletic uh, an athletic type of situation. You're going to have more athleticism at tackles. You're going to have a really good athletic uh, guard in Traymond Shorts. Anthony Bradford was a problem last year for teams like Kentucky and teams like Florida. Can he get some weight down? Can he get a little bit more? Uh, can his conditioning get a little bit better? And I think that he could be an NFL left guard, <laughs> or he could be a prototypical right guard. He has the talent. But Mike Dimbrock alluded to this today, and it's something that we're going to have to talk about all offseason. All something that we talked about on this show religiously. I know that there's a lot of fair, a lot of fandom around Miles Brennan. I don't if if it was officially Miles Brennan's position and it was his position to lose. I do believe that both, that not only Brian Kelly but Mike Dan Brock would have said so. I also believe in something that we've been talking about over the last five weeks and let's our five six seven weeks. Let's see what they do here. Let's see what they do during meaning these three guys in Nussmeier, Miles, and Walker. What can they do during spring? But the simple fact that they don't know, and it's going to be an open competition, should tell you everything of what this new staff and all these new eyeballs who doesn't have enough, I don't want to say affinity for Miles Brennan or Garrett Nussmeyer or maybe Walker Howard does a little bit because Brian Kelly was trying to recruit him so hard to come to Notre Dame. But a new fresh set of eyeballs and a guy that's won the amount of games that Brian Kelly has, looking in on this team, he doesn't know who his quarterback's going to be. It, I, You're going to make your comments. You're going to put your comments in here. I mean this with all love and all due respect. I don't care if you don't, you know, the, the old as the old saying goes, facts don't care about your feelings. It doesn't matter what happens against Florida State. I'm telling you right now they don't know. They have no clue. Why should they? I think that that is the biggest one of, if not the biggest position, that's the most wide open. Who can come in there and dominate? And whoever can come in and dominate that quarterback position, I have a a tingling feeling, unless they do something else, that that person that wins the spring and the fall is going to start. They're not going to just throw Miles out there just because. Dimbrock did say, "Yeah, it helps Miles that he's had a lot of experience and a lot of time here," but that doesn't mean anything, and that's a direct quote. We'll see. All right, about four, about six minutes before we get Mike Jones, who, Mike Jones, into the show. Let's get to a couple of these comments here, though. Let's get to a couple of these comments. Um, Ryan Guidry says, "Center." Yeah, I mean, look, the simple fact that they're entertaining Garrett, uh, Garrett Dellinger to move over to center is a big deal. They told you something without telling you something. <laughs> they told you something without telling you something. What you moving a left tackle, a guy that played right tackle and a guy that played both guard positions religiously during the season? What you moving him to center for? Why do you think they didn't attack it in the portal? If they really needed one. So, they went after a left tackle. They went after a right guard. But they didn't go after a center. Hmm. Actions will tell you all that you need to know. (laughs) I don't want to hear about words. The Tigers Avenue Podcast. I'll be on their show tomorrow. We'll be, uh, I think, around 9 o'clock. We'll be watching some LSU baseball. We'll kick it around. Uh, but they ask inside of YouTube, "Hey, what's good, Blake? What's happening?" He says, "Do you think BK wanted to find their center with the guys uh, they got? Also, to, uh, also points towards them focusing on quarterback, tight end, and and, and corner. Maybe I, I mean maybe, um, maybe." I think that they know that they have one. I don't think it was a dictation that they might need other positions because center is a big position. Honestly, in my personal opinion, a lot of people talk about left tackle. I think center could be number one. I could make that debate. If you're making the calls on the offensive line, it's the biggest position on the offensive line. People don't talk about it enough because, you know, we don't praise centers. It doesn't matter that I was one. I'm just telling you, if you're making protection calls – you dictate what goes on with an entire offensive line. I get the the edge rushers and the guys, but guys, if there's a blitz coming, you got to make the right call. If you don't, your quarterback's going to get killed. A lot of preparation, a lot of a lot of technique. Got to be smart. Got to be ready. You got to be focused. You got to be focused. Uh, Reed Wilson says Xavier Carter is more like Isaiah Simmons type. Not saying he is a safety but he can rush and cover. Yeah, and he showed a lot of rush uh, rush, uh, potential last season. But, look, in talking about this defense, guys, I mean, just go go watch um, what Kansas City did. They would stand two outside linebackers up on the outside and have two three techniques, and they would get after it. Chris Jones was a menace. Now, I mean, Carter's not going to play a defensive. um, He's not going to play a traditional defensive line, but we'll see. Maybe he can rush the passer. He's got to put some size on, though. Uh, Wayne McBride says, Emory should get number 18 this year, to be honest. We'll see. I know that there was a really big debate there on uh, Twitter spaces. Very, very big uh, (laughs) debate on that. Uh, who that dude on uh, on YouTube says I agree I appreciate you Lamar pressure Williams the private school expert oh somebody's gonna clip that pressure somebody's gonna clip that pressure uh oh but he said he did some good towards the end of the year right now he's a backup maybe very good very good possibility let's see what happens with spring Let's see what happens with spring. Let's get to a couple more, and then we'll get to who? Brandon Reese says, yeah, they do have Trayvon Shorts listed at the starting center on the depth chart. There's no official depth chart out, Brandon. (laughs) He's not going to start center. Book it. All right, two more, and then we're getting to him. I lied. Uh, Ray Powell says, get big wit on the show. I'll, I'll, I'll text him. I'll holler at him. Big wit. You, bro, y'all, y, did y'all see this meme going around with, uh, Thanos? You ever watch the Avengers? Give me a thumbs up in the comments if you ever watch the Avengers. And they put like a human face, like what would Thanos look like as a human? You can't convince me it doesn't look like Andrew Whitworth. bald, freckly, goatee. I mean, Andrew Whitworth is the Bayou's Thanos. You can't convince me different. Whip the Hulk's ass. That's all I'm saying. Let's do this. Let's get to our good friend Mike Jones. Who? And we'll get to commercial break and get to him. None better than our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Guys, I've been telling you about my good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm for such a long time time now. Real estate, titles, successions, criminal, car wreck, DUI, you name it, they can do it. Having some issues with Hurricane Ida, they will do a free consultation if you mention Blake Rafino and RU Serious Sports. Give them a call today if your insurance company is giving you the runaround. 985-386-7600. 985-386-7600. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm. The drakewilliamslawfirm.com. They are also Sponsoring this great segment with our good friend Mike Jones. It's Drake Williams Law Firm dot com, Drake Williams Law dot com. All right, we got our good friend Mike Jones. My man is in the building. It's been too long, Mike. How's your week been going?
1: Man, it's been good, man. You know, regular thing, getting it in every day.
0: I hear you. Well, look, let's talk on that. Now, everybody that's in the chat right now. Hit the like button. Hit the share. We got Mike Jones with us. Mike, you talk about getting every day. And, and look, if you're like me, or if you – I (laughs) I know we think a lot alike, but, man, spring, it it just feels like, man, you're working hard. You're working hard. You're working hard. Can it ever get here? Can it ever get here? You've got a lot of experience this being, what, is your third or fourth uh, spring practice. What do you go through mentally to prepare for that first opening week when you get into spring,
1: um, I would say like the biggest thing, just myself, uh, I try to put myself in a position earlier to where, you know, I can make as least mistakes as I can. You know, one thing like I, I really take pride in myself is that I hate messing up in practice. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I do too. And so, you know, get on the way up to spring. I'm going through the playbook. Let me make sure I got this. Let me make sure I got this. I'll go through film and watch plays and and practice the communication that I'm going to need whenever we are on the field. If I got any questions, you know, I, I'll text the coach, ask a coach, you know, but really just getting your my, my mind ready to, you know, go out there and try to have a perfect practice each day.
0: Mike, I'm going to ask you a really silly question because I used to do it to get yeah. people off, the, off my scent. You ever be out there and making like a fake call like, Spider 2, why banana? Spider two, why <laughs> banana? You ever do something like that on the field just to get them thinking, like, what's this dude doing, bro?
1: I don't really, I won't make up nothing random, but I will just say things that aren't irrelevant. <laughs> you know, it, All right. It, well, it well, might well, be second, like second and four. I'm like, watch the ball. watch the ball. It's <laughs> like, they're probably not going to try to get us to jump off sides. Just, just random down. But, now, uh, it's
0: interesting you say that because the last time I remember you saying something like that was the sack that you got on Bryce Young. walk (laughs) walk us through that because now you're talking about that now that we're there what happened on that play specifically
1: all right so uh with the call i knew that i had to time it up and i was trying to hit it fast and so um i'm like kind of getting into the cadence you know he's getting in his cadence and i like i want to creep up but I don't want to show it, you know. Right, right, right. And so <laughs> he's like getting into his cadence, and I creep up, and I'm like, "This is too obvious." So I'm like, "Hey, what? I'm scooting up, watch the ball, hey, watch the ball, watch the ball So I can hit it right there." <laughs> but yeah, man, it it, it it might not be the best thing, but maybe they're like, yeah, he's probably not doing nothing. He it's third down, he's telling them to to watch the ball. I don't know why he's scooting up, but you know. So yeah, that that was about it. I haven't been the greatest at disguising throughout my career.
0: So I was much worse of an athlete than you. I, I, I never have to see you play another down. Okay. I just know that I was worse an athlete than you. Are you a <laughs> trash talker out on the field though? You know, look, I talked, Mike, I talked all kinds of trash. I could not back it up. Okay. But I did talk it. <laughs> you know, walk it like I tried to talk it. Um, but what about you? Are you just more focused in the game or you like you, you like mixing it up out there on the field a little bit?
1: Yeah, man, I I mix it up. There's there's times if I'm dead tired, I'm gonna be honest with you. Nothing's being said. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to survive.
0: You're uh, right.
1: <laughs> but but if I'm if I'm making plays, I'm balling. Then you might have to hear me a little bit, you know. And especially if a team is trying me, you know, then I'm gonna tell you, go, go talk to your coach, you know.
0: Yeah, you better tell. But, t- but you better- if I'm
1: tired, yeah.
0: You better talk to your pastor, because this ain't the place, right? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you better go talk to somebody. This ain't the place, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Mike Jones joining us. You can follow him on Twitter, underscore mjones24. Uh, Mike, I want to stay on the football for just a little bit longer, but I do want to get to that slam dunk contest. I don't know if you watched it or not, but a little off there. But we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Um, Look. I think football is a sport that when you – when it's not overly complicated, and when you do some specific things, it be, can become routine. But, look, you've you've been in a unique situation where you went from a national championship type of team, a caliber team, came to another, but you've done, gone through coaching uh, changes before. How does going through that experience once already, going from Clemson to LSU, now with Brian Kelly and his staff coming in, it's got to be a lot easier for you, though, right, at this point?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, going from Clemson to LSU, one of our first transfer, man, it just made me – like, you You get so used to one way, you know. Like, it, I had been doing the same Clemson thing for three years. And so once I was able to change, you know, you you broaden your horizon a little bit. You know, you're able to, you know, give what you, you know, usually give. You know what I'm saying? You know how who you are, but also you're able to take in and receive, you know what I'm saying, and adjust to what, you know, what's new for you. And so, um, especially right now, uh, I would say it's definitely helped, you know, and the interesting thing is like, I'm getting like a lot of Clemson vibe with the new staff, you know, it's, it's a lot of, you know, building on character and accountability and things like that, which was, you know, the majority of all of everything at Clemson, it all started with character and accountability. And so, um. You, know, you get you get comfortable with it, but you know also with just new changes, you know there are things you gotta adjust to, and so i'm it's just been easier to be more open and you know you gotta realize you gotta pick up things quicker and you know find out what's important to these guys that's different from you know what might have been important to your old coach and so uh it's it, you really just learn how to learn faster, I feel like. You know, once I went to the changes.
0: Expound on the accountability part because I think that's something unique that a lot of people you look, a lot not everybody plays college athletics and it might be different from high school to college. I you know it was for me. You know, I talked about this week that, you know, the first six ways uh, first six months away from my mama was the toughest part of my life. You ain't got red beans and rice that's on the stove, right? You eating <laughs> hot pockets, you're eating ramen noodles. But you talk about the accountability part, Mike for you and seeing the team around that you talk about it's very Clemson like in that way what are some specific details that you've seen
1: um I would just say the main thing I've seen is the emphasis on it's it's almost like everything matters you know and it was kind of like this at Clemson um you know from the time you get to work out you get getting there extra early you know and at, at all, at Clemson, I would get there five minutes before, you know, last year i get there five minutes before. Now I'm waking up 45 minutes early, you know, <laughs> just because I know that. <laughs> I got to <feel. laughs> You know, uh, but, yeah, so the, from the time you get into the workouts, man, to making sure you're taking all the vitamins and everything you need that they provide us, man, making sure you're taking the right type of protein, Make sure you're eating the right way, Make sure I'm hitting all my protein, Uh, my protein goals throughout the day, um, you know, just all aspects of it. It is literally, you know, they're like watching everything we do. Right. And as a as a veteran, you know, I'm I'm going on year five. It's like, why well, we got to do all this? But you know, it it creates a routine. You know, it truly does. You know, and there's been times where I I'm not taking my vitamin. I just had this hard lift. I'm about to go lay down. You know, but not every single day. I grab my protein shake. I grab my vitamin. You know, I go in, take my time, but, you know, I'm, I'm purposeful about everything I do because I know everything is assessed, everything is looked at. And I think long-term, you know, for a team, you know, and especially I can't imagine, like, a, my freshman year coming in, you know, because, like you said, it's different from what you've been doing your oh, whole man. life. right. You know, so these guys are building great habits at such a young age, you know, and such an early time in their careers that, man, by come year three, year four, year five – It should be everyday lifestyle, man. And that's – like, when you have that type of routine, man, that's when guys succeed. That's when they
0: peak. Right. And, you know, Mike, you talk about the diet part, which I think is just so interesting to me because, you know, like, I I didn't know what really eating healthy was. I mean, I'm a bigger guy. I mean, you've met me. But – and we've been around and – I, the, the thing for me was like, you know what, I'm going to eat, eat a sandwich. I'm going to throw some cheese on that thing, you know, some, some mayonnaise on that thing, you know. And I'm thinking, well, it's just a sandwich. But, like, Blake, you can't put 62 things of turkey on that thing. You can't cook the bacon and drink the grease, you know. I don't drink grease. I'm just saying. But I think it's interesting, like, you talk about that because we see – the fans see the product on the field. They don't see what you're going through right now, Mike, right? Like, they don't see – everything that you have to do to build up to this 13 week span. And I think it's interesting that you talk about that. Now you talked about last week, you having to put on weight and you talk about how strict you are good and and discipline you've been with your diet. Do you think that the accountability that that you just talked about, the discipline that you have in your diet, do you see how much that translates on the field on a Saturday night?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, I wish more people could see, you know, how how important these times are. You know, everybody thinks it's the games, the wins versus losses, you know, that all that matters. But literally, I, I truly believe you win a season, you know, from January for sure through August. No doubt. That that whole time period, man, so much stuff. There's so much development that has to be made, you know, because once August hit and you get the fall cap. It's, it's like you are who you are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. That, that's really how it is. You know, you can't – you're not going to get shredded, just freaking ripped, you know, during fall camp getting ready to go play. You know, you got to be there, you mm-hmm. know. All this is getting ready for you to go out there and just execute the job, you know, like you said, the 13 the thirteen days that you get to do it. The rest of the time, man, it's building up, building up, building up just for that moment. And so these parts are so detrimental, you know, they can never be uh, overlooked, you know. It, it's literally the – some would say, I, and I kind of think so, too, man. It's the most important of the season, man. You know, the confidence you get for the games. Like I said, that stuff is built in the spring. You know, you know what you can do and what you can not do based on how things went in practice. You
0: know? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> well, and, you know, Mike, it's so funny you talk about that. It's because, you know, we don't see that, right? And nobody gets to see that. It's like. You know, when fighters, boxers, whatever, they have to cut all that weight. You just see the finished product. You don't see everything that goes into it. And yeah. speak and speak for yourself, man. I could cut some weight in six weeks. I could look like Hercules. You know, look at these biceps. <laughs> <dog>. <laughs> just messing. Mike Jones joined us. LSU linebacker. Mike, let's let's get away from the football. Let's just talk sports. NBA All Star this week. A guy that's kinda local here. Zion's in the news religiously. Um, what have you been noticing? What have you been thinking about over the last week since we last talked to you?
1: Wait, about Zion well, just, just sports, sports
0: sport general? yeah, sports in general got the dunk contest. Nobody can make a dunk these days. I mean for crying out loud <laughs> I mean vince carr i mean bro the dunk contest was bad, dude yeah, I, <laughs> I
1: saw a I ain't watching the whole thing, but I, I probably wouldn't have kept watching long five soon then, but uh. Yeah, man, you know me. When it comes to basketball, my favorite player is Kevin Durant, and so uh, the, really all I've been thinking about is Nets. You know, how is James Harden going to transition? You know, right. Really, can I can I get my man KD another ring? That's really all I've been thinking about. You know, I've been watching a little bit. I, I watched the All Star game for uh, for a little while, but uh, yeah, man. Why that's about ha, why it. are you
0: such a big KD fan? Was he just somebody that you grew up watching, loving? Like, why was he such? Why are you such a big KD fan?
1: I don't know what drew me to this dude, but I remember, like, playing 2K in middle school and, like, getting the Thunder, and I was like, this is the best team.
0: They got a Kevin Durant,
1: they got a Russell Westbrook, and they got some dude named James Harden. And they are all great. Right,
0: right, <laughs> so right.
1: Since then, man, I, I've been a huge KD fan.
0: It's kind of, you know, it's so funny you talk about that, and it's interesting because that's how I fell in love with LeBron. You know, growing up, like I remember MJ, but, you know, uh, I remember one of my buddies, Alex Billings, we were playing 2K and he would go down the court and it was when 2K, when you still had the shot meter, right? It would go green yeah. and you'd have to get the ball in there. And he scored 89 points on me with LeBron James. So I'm like, bro, what is, who is, and I was not big into basketball. We we're in junior high and he scores 89 and I'm like, "Well, bro, I got to go get I got to go get uh he scores 91 points by the way. He only scores 91 points. 89 goes to LeBron. He accidentally hit B or A instead and, and he passes it and he goes <laughs> up with it. That's the only reason it happen. So I got to go get Kobe. And I'm I'm just lobbing it up with Kobe. I'm hitting the ah yeah. br- bricking. I'm like, "This isn't real life. Kobe don't miss the uh, the uh, move, you know?" And so that's yeah. it's interesting though that you talk about like with you and Kevin Durant and me with LeBron. And it's interesting, Mike, because in a, in a real thing, that's how our society and us as kids were brought up in a sense. is like, Hey man, I saw this guy on a video game. Well, let me go back and watch. Oh, like he's doing this in real life. And I think it's yeah. really cool.
1: Yeah, man. Absolutely, man. I, I definitely became a KD fan because of 2K 100%. <laughs> Same.
0: Uh, Let's get to a couple questions. Some fans are are firing in uh, in here. We asked you this last time, um, but favorite place to eat. Have you found anywhere good that you like to eat? Uh, Tigers Avenue Podcast as hashtag Ask Mike.
1: There's a new – well, it's not new to me, but I've heard like recently a lot of people go there. It's a chicken spot, man. It's called Triplets Blue Store. I got the best chicken I've ever had in my life. I truly believe that.
0: Michael, I don't know your middle name, Jones. All right, listen, we could talk about the Blue Store. Hey, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus makes that chicken. N- Miss Anita don't make that chicken in the back. I know Miss Anita. The Blue Store chicken, Mike, tell them about it. This is not a paid promotion for the Blue Store chicken. But, bro, it's so good.
1: I, I'm tempted almost every day to go by
0: and give me <laughs> Almost every day. I got to
1: make a choice every day to, to do what's best for me. Do you, do you do you feel
0: like, but Mike, I mean, you got to go there like long week of practice. Friday after a long week, you got to go to the blue store though.
1: I got to. I have
0: to. Oh man, I got to. Mike, it's I'm coming the to Have Bat- a great weekend, Mike. I'm coming to Baton Rouge. Let's end the show. I'm coming to get. No, I'm just joking. Coming <laughs> to get the blue store, dude. The red beans are on fire. Everything there is so good.
1: I didn't, I didn't even know. At first, I was just eating the wings, man. Now I'm like, do I get the fried rice? Do I get... You know what I'm saying? They oh. got so much stuff, man. They got potato wedges, everything.
0: So, Mike, let me tell you something. I did. Um, this is how fat I am, all right? You ready? I invited, like, 12 dudes over and bought, like, $200 worth of the Blue Store just so I could have a piece <laughs> of all of it and not feel fat about it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, I, my God. I, I couldn't help it, man. Like, hey, bro, y'all want to come over? <laughs> well, Blake, you paying? Yeah, I'm paying. And it's all because I wanted a piece of everything. <laughs> God, man. But it's so good. Uh, it's so oh, good. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Poole has asked, has asked, hashtag asked Mike, what are you looking forward to most? The first time you play in Tiger Stadium, but it won't be the first time. But what are you What are you looking forward to the most just this season?
1: Uh, just a, a sold-out crowd. Getting as loud as it can possibly get um man it's, it's nothing like it you know I, I think back to a couple games last year man it is it's just like it can build so much momentum for a team when you know your team's playing well and it's kind of like a, a make or break now for the opposing team and you on defense defenses like all right let's get a stop and the crowd's just rocking that's like if i could bottle those moments up in my life I and know. like to save them I'd want to go through those like, right at the end be like, that was a great time. But, yeah, man, just seeing everybody packed out loud, you know, ready to watch the Tigers play, Ben. There, there's nothing like it. That, that's what I'm excited for.
0: Uh, two more, Mike, and we'll, we'll get you on out of here. You've been fantastic. Uh, that's not the one I'm getting after. Uh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> hold on. I think I accidentally – see, Ryan Williams, our, our good sponsor of this segment, Says, dang, I'll have to give it a try. Is it new? Mike, it looks like me, you, and Ryan are going to have to go to the Blue Store tomorrow. Sorry. Let me know when.
1: Just let me know what time.
0: All right, we'll do it. <laughs> um, Spencer asks, hashtag ask, ask Mike, what past LSU linebacker do you most model your game after? But, Mike, I'll add my own spin to that. What linebacker or, or maybe just defensive player or player in general football-wise do you model your, your game after?
1: Yeah, so I try to take pieces of my game from – as many people as I can. Uh, one, I you know, I played behind Isaiah Simmons for a couple years at Clemson. His versatility is something that, you know, I really have tried to develop more myself, you know, even as I was growing up, I tried to mimic some of the things he did. Uh From him, I think when it comes to, like, tenacity and just running to the ball, a guy like Devin White, you know, he, he's oh, yeah. ferocious. And, you know, that's another thing that I'm like, okay, you know what? If I can play like this, dude, we gonna be all right. Right. You know, um, Darius Leonard just being, just being a playmaker, man, you know, always finds a way to get the ball out, you know, making big plays, things like that. Um, you know, all those guys, man, there's plenty more, um, that, that I try to, like, all compile in one, you know, and it's hard to be the complete player, you know, but I think if I can at least mimic some of the things these guys do, you know, try to you know, have my values be the same way that these dudes play, you know, I'll be able to succeed and uh, help our defense.
0: Well, you know, you talk about like a guy like Darius Leonard, and I know that we all know Devin White, LSU guys, LSU fans. But, man, just the amount of turnovers that he gets. I mean, that that changes the game so much. It changes the game. And, you know, we talk about those fundamentals. I mean, like, Mike, how many times did we go through a practice and the whole strip the ball thing, we're just kind (laughs) of going through the motions. But then you see a guy like that who never went through the motions and really is trying to n- get it out of there, and now he's doing yep. that on Sundays.
1: Yep, absolutely. It is it, huge. All
0: right, it's let's get huge. to let's get to a couple more or one more. Uh, Mike, this is an interesting question, but we'll try to get another one. All of them are about Mike. Where go to back to the blue store? Go back to the blue store. Um, so I, I, you know, you could you can't say anything. Uh, Because now everything's about the blue store. Um, (laughs) All right, all right. Mike, this question's been asked literally 17 times inside the comment tonight. But So, they're going to keep asking it until we address it. But Jeff has asked Mike, could you put to rest where the real Death Valley really is? So, this is an
1: interesting question.
0: Uh Uh-oh. How do... We fire. Cut out. Yeah, cut out just Look, that's a little. That is God saying don't answer it. <laughs> that is God saying don't answer it, Mike. It one thousand percent is saying God don't answer it. So, um, is this me? Yeah, we can see you. It's all good now. It's it's good to go now. I don't
1: know if you can hear me.
0: Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> no.
1: It's cutting out. I'm gonna leave and join right
0: back. All right, all right. We'll get Mike Jones back in just a minute. Uh, let him answer that question. Fire inside your comments, everybody. Do us a favor by hit the li- by hitting the like and share. Uh, Lamar Williams says Blue Store Chicken got to be official sponsor of LSU football. They definitely got to be the official sponsor of uh, of AYS, the chicken sponsor of AYS. We got to do that. All right. Mike, let's see if the Lord's gonna give grace us the presence here. Uh, if not, that means you don't answer it. <laughs> it's because it's like Noah in the whale, bro. If it happens twice, don't do it. But let's. But what? What do you? What do you say?
1: Okay, so yeah, I feel like it depends what you want as what counts as the real, the loudest, the most packed. I got to give it to LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I've it, I've never seen a college game that packed before. Never seen a student section that big. But also on the other side, there's not a lot of experiences like running down the hill at Clemson.
0: I can respect so, that.
1: You know, I don't know which one was founded first or who did what first. But it's two. It's it's certain experiences. You know, maybe mm-hmm. the hill versus more people are here. So, I don't know.
0: I dig it. I dig it. I think I think being the mayor of a small town is in your future, how you just answered that question, Mike. <laughs> very diplomatic. <laughs> very, very good. Very, very good. Mike Jones, Jr., LSU linebacker, joins us. You can follow him on Twitter, at underscore mjones24. Go do it. Share his post. We'll be uploading the link tonight. Good shout-out, great shout-out to our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Mike, thank you so much, my friend. I look forward to this every week, man. We're going to have to do some more stuff together. <laughs> uh, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll, let's do this. We'll do some – you know, I got an idea. We might – the people might be seeing Mike Jones again really soon. Mike, I'll hit you up about it uh, after the show. But thank you so much, my friend. We'll, we'll talk soon.
1: Oh, yeah. Appreciate it, man.
0: That's Mike Jones, man. I, d- dude, he's just so great at this. He's just absolutely so great at being on. Uh Ryan Wim says that was a good lawyer answer. Well, Ryan, it was. It definitely definitely was. And you got to respect the answer. You got to you got to respect the answer. He's not uh <laughs> he's not going to answer it in a wrong way. Uh Dustin says Mike Jones. Absolutely. Jeff says that was a fire answer, Mike. My man is uh the diplomat. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We do need to talk about this though very quickly. Um Daniel says Blake Noah built the ark, bro. No, he didn't. Uh no, did he? Jonah. Thank you. See? Jonah built the uh see? See? There you go, Daniel. Somebody was on their toes. Somebody was on their toes. Got to talk about my good friend, Carol Falls over at State Farm, 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300. For all your great rates on auto, home, and life insurances, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And our good friends over at NordVPN, guys, I've been telling you, you know how the stream has been since Hurricane Ida for us. NordVPN has really helped us in accessing and being able to do the stream without any issues, giving me such a big peace of mind. Use the Believe promo code BLEAV to get 70% off your first purchase. That's NordVPN.com. And my good friends over at Rich, Richie Roche, Roche's Lawn Landscape, and Landscape, two Ro- two five nine three seven seventy two twenty 937 7220 And Restore Atlas Roofing and Exteriors, Veteran owned 5-star rated insurance claims. They do it all. Guys, you got to give them a call. A lot of storm damage since Hurricane Ida. You need a new roof. Is your roof 30 years older? Give them a call today for that consultation. Again, 225-244-9396. Tell them good friend, Blake Rafino at AYS. Since you own by. Okay. We do – no, I did build the ark. It was Jonah that got swallowed by the well. Um, that's what I meant, Jonah. That's what I meant. Guys, I, I, I made a mistake. Made a mistake, come on, man, God, boy, y'all can't, y'all cannot, y'all cannot let me get away with having a mistake, boy, boy, boy. Mm mm mm. I tell you, uh, we do need to talk very quickly before we get out of here at this whole wheel weight thing. Um, look, I'm not, and, and I know we could talk about LSU baseball as well. I'm not worried about LSU baseball dropping a game in the rain in northern Louisiana against a Louisiana Tech team that's really good and is going to be in the tournament. Opening a new field, I'm not going to worry about that one loss. I'm just not. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about midweek games. I have my opinion that every game matters. If you go out there and play, every game matters. I'm not going to freak out over them losing one midweek game. I think they'll come back and they'll have a great weekend. They'll continue to build and be really good. Uh, but last night, Will Wade and this LSU basketball team was up ten and they blew a lead in the second half. Uh, Xavier Pinson did have twenty six points, but guys, he shoot he shot six of twenty from the field and really struggled in the second half. Um, with that alone, with that alone, Darius Days shooting two for ten from the outside. Will Wade is now eight and sixteen in his tenure at LSU. Against the AP Top 25. And I understand that he's done a lot of good things. Not saying he's not. But there's going to have to be some adjustments from Will Wade. The in-game adjustments from Will Wade has, over the last two seasons, has been lackluster. Every single week we see something, South Carolina, Kentucky – The six games that they lost when Xavier Pinson was out. We come on here and all that everybody wants to tell me is when the LSU lost those six out of seven games was the simple fact that Xavier Pinson's not on the floor. The problem with that for me is he's back and they're still losing. But yet, every time we go to critique Will Wade and this basketball team, it's, hey, he's all good. This team has a lot of talent. They're going to continue to get talent. But Will's going to have to make some adjustments along his coaching staff. They're going to have to get some type of offensive philosophy, someone that can bring in an offensive game plan. And Will, it would seem that they have a defensive mentality and a defensive set already put in place. But Will's just not a good offensive mind. He's not an X's and O's guy. At least it would appear that way. At least it would appear that way. Being up by 10, being up by uh, being up by 10 at the half against Kentucky, being up by 15, then uh, re- losing the lead, then being back up by 11 in South Carolina and you're losing shows that you can go up against a number six team in the country and you can go up against a team like South Carolina and you're kind of playing to your talent. Now, Kentucky had their entire backcourt out, and I understand that. But, man, like at, at some point, at some point, we have to come to the realization that this isn't acceptable right now. It's not. So, I, I, I... It is extremely frustrating for me to see you up by 10 and then John Calipari makes adjustments and you lose. Wade McBride says uh, Tari Eason uh, was checked out after his shot got blocked. It felt that way. It felt that way. Ryan Tibbo says hashtag AYS Bible School. Yeah. But they got to get better. Daniel Williams says Wade eating that blue store chicken. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Mark Cumby says he probably had two whole king cakes. Maybe so. He's not a good X's and O's coach. And until he figures out something, it, a lot of the same is going to, con- is going to continue. No matter we like it, love it, hate it, it's going to continue. So, all right, guys, we will see you all again Saturday morning. Y'all have a good night. Uh, I'm sure there will be a Twitter space that's going around that we'll hop into. Uh, praying for everybody around the world, uh, everything that's going on. Pray, pray, pray. Um... We'll see y'all soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.